The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and the 2021-2022 over-unders for the NBA season. Today we're going to be doing the Eastern Conference over-unders. We're a little less than four days away from the start of the 2021-2022 NBA season. And we're recording this on a Friday night in Southern California. Joining me tonight to discuss the Eastern Conference for the sixth straight season from Dallas, Texas... Akshay, what up, Akshay? Yo, Zishan, what's up, bro? Uh, it's a good night today. It's a good night. Uh, I think the season's going to be a little uh, crazy season. I think it's, it's, it, there's going to be some surprise teams coming out. Um, I'm here, and uh, I'm ready to uh, do uh, discuss it. Okay. So you're pretty used to the format now, six straight season in a row. So we're going to go by division and alphabetical order within that division. So we're going to start with the Atlantic Division and your Boston Celtics, Akshay. Over under right. over under 46 and a half wins. What do you think? I'm. You know what? In this one, I'm going to go over. You know, I like what they did. Uh, this team, uh, this offseason, I like the pickups. We have a new coach, Adoka, who has come in. And we have Brad, who has taken over Danny Angel's position as general manager of the team. And front office, so you know, I think he brought in some players that would match him well better. I mean, he's gotten rid of, uh, of several players, including the all which I sort of hoped he would keep. But uh, other than that, I mean, they brought in some uh, additions. Uh, they brought in uh, Josh Richardson. They they brought back Enz Cantor. Uh, they brought in uh, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, they brought in Al Wolford. You know, what I mean the. Uh, but those are our team a few. I mean, uh, we'll have to see what happens. I think this is another growing year for them. But I think it puts them back in the kind of number uh, category where they're known for. I think with the Boston, they're more of uh, Yes. Yeah, so that, um, as far as the Celtics go, I do pre- I do like what they, what they did in the offseason. As I mentioned, uh, Josh Richardson. Uh, they picked up uh, Enz Cantor, who they, uh, I was kind of surprised by that move, but hey, uh, bring in another rebounder. Uh, they picked up, um, I can't think of that few right now, I just had it in my head, but uh, I think they made some good moves, and I'm, that's why I'm going over uh, Then uh, the 46 games. I'm saying there's a possibility, very good possibility they can win, but I'm going to say about 48. Okay, so you got them going over. Uh, what what's the new addition that you like the most between, I guess, like the four main guys: Horford, Cantor, uh, Josh Richardson, and Dennis Schroeder. I like this one. Um, I I don't know if I'm seeing it correctly, 
maybe uh, uh, correct me is uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Gomez or Hernan Gomez, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I like him the best because he he can place the he can space the floor, uh, which uh, and he can hit, he can hit his three quarters, which is even better because that's what I think they need. They need a legit seven footer or somebody who can who can space the floor. Uh, I don't think they ever, they ever had it. I mean, Al Horford can do that, but now you have him uh, with back, so I think he's going to start at center. Or I guess it's going to be him or, or, uh, or Robert Williams starting at center. Maybe a rotation, but if you have this guy gone playing, this guy, um, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't say his name, uh, Wancho, but he, he's a definitely he's a threat. From a three-point line, something I think they they lacked in the, in the last couple of years. Okay, and between like there's kind of it seems to be kind of a logjam. I mean, Hernan Gomez, Horford, Enos Cantor, Robert Williams. They just gave him the big extension. A uh, Luke Cornett. So who, which I mean, who are the three out of those five that kind of get the the most time? I mean, I mean. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, it's going to be. Jason Tatum, um, it's going to be um, a Brown, and I, I think that it's going to be, this one is going to be a toss-up for me. I think it's going to be, I mean, obviously, a Smart is there, uh, but I don't, I'm I saying, think it's going I'm to be. I'm saying the logjam at center, I mean, they have a logjam at oh, kind of the center. I'm sorry, center. Hernan oh, Gomez, I'm... Horford, Cantor, Cornette, Robert Williams, so obviously Robert Williams, they have to play him a lot because they just paid him a lot, and then. Out, out after that, uh, Horford and Cantor are the guys? I mean, uh, who? I think uh, it's going to be more Cantor, I believe. And you're going to have Horford come in as a power forward in certain situations. Okay. I think maybe on the, um, maybe there's going to be, uh, definitely I think Udoka is going to make some changes. I, I think he's going to experiment as far as like who's going to be the center. I mean, you, you, uh, obviously you could have a, uh, uh, Robert Williams, number one. Holford, I, I believe, number two. Uh, Cantor, number three. Okay. And then uh, Dennis Schroeder, uh, they signed him. I mean, <laughs> they got him at a pretty good deal compared to what he could have gotten with the Lakers. So what's your whole kind of take on him uh, turning down that extension and then ending up uh, around $6 million a year now with the Celtics? And what do you think he can bring as far as uh, kind of the playmaking and uh, being in that point guard role for Boston. I think what he can bring, he brings a, a different sort of uh, point guard sort of thing that the Celtics didn't have before. I mean, yes, one thing, he's definitely taller than um, um, Kemba Walker, that's for sure. He can play defense. Uh, Kemba was very horrible at that. Uh, but I think he, he, he sort of what he brings in is, is that sort of Rondo mentality at a younger point of his age. You know, and I, I think that's a good. I think he brings in a, a chip on his shoulder. I mean, I don't know why he turned that, that huge offer for the Lakers. Maybe there was something, obviously, some bad blood between him and, and management. That's why he turned it down. I mean, if you have 80 million, if someone's offering 80 million, I don't know what. There's very few amount of people that actually would turn that down, right? So uh, I just think that uh, um, things happen. It didn't go in his favor, obviously, but I think that's the past. I think he's moved on. He's a new opportunity here with the Celtics. Uh, I know he's on a one-year contract, but 
And this is his year to showcase himself. Show what he's on the... Show what he's made about, right? So, I mean, let's see what I think it's a good move by the Celtics. They get um, a pure point guard or... Um, uh, I mean, his offensive uh, game is not as good as Kemba, but... Uh, but, I mean, uh, if he can facilitate the, the, um, the ball to Tatum and Brown, that's sort of pretty much all he has to do. And he, he can get rebounds, he can play defense, that's that's all he needed. So, uh, I think it's a good move, as, as opposed to, uh, to what they had in Kevin Walker in last year. Okay, for sure. So, uh, as far as Brown and Tatum go, is it is it fair to expect uh, either one of them to be possibly All-NBA all second team? What do you think? I think one of them will be All-NBA second team, but I, I am seeing, there's a huge possibility I'm seeing one of them at All-NBA team. Uh, I think um, either Tatum or Brown, uh, actually, I'm, I'm thinking Brown, this could be his breakout year. Okay. Um. That's what I'm thinking. This is this could be his breakout year. I think Brown is due for uh, a huge season. So we'll see. I mean, we're gonna see what happens. I mean, um, you bought in Josh Richardson, who's a pure a defensive talent. So hopefully, Brown in some cases will be guarding the the top player uh, on the opposing teams, and this guy can play a little more often and, and focus his energy there. Yeah, I mean, Josh Richardson. I mean. Uh, pretty good signs in Miami, but since then with Philly and Dallas, I mean, he's kind of been very, a big disappointment in the, in those stops. So it'll be interesting to see what he does here with Boston uh, going into this season, uh, kind of in a 3 and D role in a kind of like six-best player type role, something like that. So Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun season to watch. Okay, uh, I'm going to agree with you on the over. I, I just think uh, Boston, if you go back to last season, had a lot of that, that COVID stuff. A lot of like their players missed games. Obviously, Tatum caught COVID and stuff like that. And, I mean, and that's kind of continuing. I think Jalen Brown caught COVID a few weeks ago, I believe, something like that. And But I, I just think overall this season they'll have kind of better luck with that. I think they'll be able to have more continuity. And then some of those new guys that they brought in. Al Horford, as we saw, was a good glue guy even in his prior days with Boston before he went to Philly. And I, I just think kind of the Marcus Smart, you know what he does. And then I think kind of that new infusion, uh, kind of new energy with the new coach and Aimee Udoka, I think that's going to help them as well. So all that uh, adds up to an over for me, and I'll agree with you. I, I say 48-49 wins, and probably somewhere between – fourth to like sixth, seventh in the, in the East, something like that, I would say, for this team. But I, I think so. I think more so fourth, maybe fifth. That's what I'm thinking. Either yeah. fourth or fifth. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, we'll agree on that over for your Boston Celtics. We'll move on to team number two in the Atlantic Division, the Brooklyn Nets. The most fascinating team right now probably. Over under 55 and a half, Akshay. What do you think? You know, I'm going to go, uh, if I have to say right now, I would definitely say over, but then again, there are, I'm a little concerned about what's happening in the offseason, especially with uh, Kyrie Irving <laughs> and his COVID issues. Uh, the guy doesn't want to take the test. I mean, he, he's running, he doesn't want to get the vaccine. Obviously, he's one of those believers that doesn't think the, the, the uh, 
vaccine will help him. So, I mean, at this point, if he's, I think everything will, will eventually work out with the Brooklyn Nets, but I think that it could be, uh, it could be possibly, despite running to despite running to first few games of the, of the season, uh, what the situation is. We know, I mean, who knows, the first couple games, he could possibly even run in, in the first couple of his situation. So, I mean, depending on all that, uh, I, I'm definitely going to go with uh, being over that amount. But then again, I still, uh, I'm still a little cautious. I still want to wait and see what happens with this, the with this situation. Okay, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, as far as the, what they did, I mean, they did pick a, it, it, they did pretty well on the offseason. Okay, so well, before we get on this roster, we kind of have a lot to unpack. So let's talk about the Kyrie situation. I mean, Kyrie is just absolutely, like, really fucking weird. I mean, kind of the whole the whole kind of situation that's going on. And uh, I, I know you saw my message that I sent to you uh, through text a, a few weeks ago regarding kind of uh, Kevin Durant's podcast that he did with Bill Simmons in his days with the Warriors. And exactly. He, he went on, I, you could just see in those podcasts how much admiration he had for Kyrie, and he was kind of comparing Kyrie with, uh, as being more skilled than Allen Iverson and stuff like that, and you could kind of just see the camaraderie, the friendship he had with Kyrie, and then he, he kind of went on to say uh, in a podcast around the time that Kyrie got traded from Cleveland to your Boston Celtics, that Kyrie is kind of just a pure basketball guy, a pure hooper. He loves basketball. He uh, he just wants to hoop without all the distractions that come along with playing with LeBron. And it's just ironic to see now that now two years or four years later that they're teammates with Brooklyn. They both signed in 2019. That now Kevin Durant is in that situation where Kyrie, it seems like, doesn't want to do anything other than just hoop. He seems like he wants to do anything other than just hoop. Excuse me if I said that uh, wrong. So... And he, he's really putting their season in jeopardy, their championship aspirations. And uh, if you're, like, kind of looking at Kevin Durant, I mean, he aside from his Golden State days, he's always kind of had to deal with some sort of, like, uh, kind of, like, just bogus bullshit stuff, like with Westbrook and Oklahoma City. Uh, and now with Kyrie here in, in Brooklyn, I mean, the first couple seasons and obviously the injuries last year. So it's just really interesting to see kind of what's going to happen. I'm, and, and I don't really see uh, kind of a good end here just because they, they won't allow him to play for the home games. And they basically just put an ultimatum out to him, Brooklyn, uh, that you're, you can't really participate in practices, anything like that, until you get vaccinated. And, well, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, dude, this is... Because Kyrie was on the Celtics, and he pulled sort of pranks like this while he, while he was there, you know. So obviously his mentality is totally different than what other people would think he would be. But uh, I just think that uh, we don't know, man. We don't. We don't know at this point. We really don't know what kind of mentality this guy will. Is he going to get the injection? I mean, is he going to um, is he going to get the vaccine? You know, I mean, what is he going to do? I mean, I mean, it's all in the air right now. This is something which is uh, something that Brooklyn should have known long uh, when you saw when uh, 
when uh, Kyrie was signed by the Celtics and what kind of uh, antics he pulled there. Yeah, I mean, you ever, I mean, ever since that. he got traded from Cleveland, I mean, and that whole saga, he's kind of just been a big distraction. I mean, everywhere he's been, I mean, with obviously he wanted, he said kind of, he, he didn't want the distractions of LeBron, but he's kind of become the distraction. I mean, and no, he, no, no ill will towards yeah. Kyrie. He does a lot of phil- philanthropic stuff uh, with kind of the... Buying George Floyd's parents a house, he he built a. I, I think he donated uh, money to Pakistan to build a well. So that's all great. Props to him for that. But at the same time, I think he's really putting kind of his team in jeopardy with their championship aspirations. And then uh, at the same time, uh, it's really kind of interesting because he was on Instagram Live a few days ago talking about how he's not really against the vaccine. But he's just uh, kind of uh, not taking it to give the people a voice, like the people he believes that are kind of being controlled or mandated to take it for the, to for their specific jobs. He his kind of reasoning is that he's not taking it to give those people a voice to make them kind you know, of more I understand powerful. His reasoning, I I understand his reasoning. Okay, <laughs> I mean I understand it, but I think he's a damn cuckoo. Okay, he doesn't understand. He doesn't. I think he's a cuckoo. I think he's being selfish he's, when it comes to not taking a big thing. He's, you know, he's definitely he's definitely a cuckoo. He's definitely more of a me guy than a we guy, and it's just really he's just a very interesting, complex individual. Kind of, and you saw kind of, and you've seen this before, even before this vaccine stuff. Just with some of the stuff he says with the flat Earth and kind of just like I mean. Uh, Nick Wright, a sportscaster, said he's just kind of that guy who, in your group of friends, he's just always kind of just thinks he's like kind of the know-it-all. He's kind of just just smarter than everyone, and he's kind of just he's kind of that guy. That, I mean, who kind no, of just... I, understandable, understandable. But I, I, I just go a little farther in that aspect because I just feel like he's being a complete idiot, and he's not uh, like just like the anti-vaxxers that they. There are plenty of anti-vaxxers out there, you know. I just said I think they haven't realized what what's really going on in the world, you know. But but, but anyways, uh, that's another subject. But uh, but but uh, like you mentioned, he uh, I think he just he's all over the place. He's not in one place anymore at, at this point in time. Whether he, he can get back to that one place, whether he can he'll get the vaccine. That's all a big if at this point. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it. I like I said, I don't see it ending well. I think he's a guy that like we've seen in the past couple seasons, he's kinda just weird. He takes weird stances and I think he's that's gonna be the same thing here. And then it's kinda just odd. I mean, Kevin Durant's not, not really saying anything bad about him kind of in interviews and stuff like that. And then it, it's a it's a huge distraction because uh the team, Steve Nash in the press conference has to deal with it. Durant, Harden, right? So these guys have to deal with it constantly, and it's going to be very tough during the season. But let, let's kind of get into uh, kind of what they did uh, and discuss. I mean, they got LaMarcus Aldridge back. Uh, they signed Patrick Mills, Patty Mills, excuse me. Uh, Blake Griffin is back. Uh, so they they have enough probably with without Kyrie to even be a pretty good title favorite, correct? I agree. I agree. I mean, they don't need. I mean, um, uh, hey, uh, in this scenario, uh, Kyrie doesn't play. I mean, you have Patty Mills there, who's a capable um, 
who can be a, a capable starter. I mean, he's he's won rings with the Spurs, so this guy knows how to play in the uh, in the offseason. I mean, not offseason. I'm sorry, in the postseason. Yeah. So I mean, so they have the so they have uh, the talent there, you know. So it's not like they're they desperately need the guy, carry. I mean, if he, if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't want to listen to what the uh, the Nets are saying, I think the Nets need to get rid of him as soon as they can. But yeah, I, I just think sure. he's just. Uh, I think this is just the beginning of it uh, of his uh, of his nonsense, so to speak. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So you got them going over. What do you think? No, no. I don't. Right now, I don't have them going over. I have them because I think they're projected to be how many wins? You said fifty-five and a half. Fifty-five? No, if it's fifty and a half, I have them going over. But uh, I don't see them going over like fifty-eight. Okay, so you got them over on the over for fifty-five and a half. Yeah, over, over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say under the fifty-five and a half. I think they're gonna be second place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, like 53-54. I just think this whole Kyrie thing, it's not going to end well, and it's just going to be a huge distraction for them. Uh, we know that they can kind of ball uh, Harden and Durant, but even last season, all three of these guys only played like eight, nine games together, and this is still kind of a team that's building continuity, and they kind of brought some more new guys in, uh, Paul Millsap as well, uh, veteran guys like LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, but... They have other good glue guys in uh, Joe Harris and Bruce Brown. Those guys have kind of been there a little bit. Uh, but I just think too much distraction. And then, uh, But they're going to be obviously very talented. And we saw, I mean, they almost pretty much got to the finals last season. I mean, if not for Kevin Durant wearing a shoe size too big in the conference semifinals. So, but... Uh, I just think too much going on. So I'm going to have to go under on Brooklyn. Uh, 53-54 wins and second place right. in the Eastern Conference. All right, sounds good. Okay, we'll we'll move on then to the New York Knicks uh, across the river, and we got uh, the Knicks over under forty one and a half wins. What do you think? Ah, uh, forty one and a half wins. You know, I'm gonna have to. Uh... You know, I mean, they got Kemba uh, Walker, uh, but uh, uh, picks up Evan Fourier. Um, but uh, you know, I just think those are. Uh, I think that's just, uh, I think uh, that that win it, it, it just a little too high. So I'm gonna have to wonder. What do you think? Over or under? You're gonna go under? I think. I'm gonna go under. Okay, you're going under the forty-one and a half. Yeah, I mean, forty-one and a half, or I'm, I'm sorry, what was the number? Yeah, forty-one and a half. Okay, forty-one. No, no, I, I'm gonna be even. I'm going even there. Well, I mean, it's forty-one and a half. So you, you guys are. <laughs> I mean, you can They can't have okay, forty. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, I'll just put it forty-one. Okay, so you're going 40. under. Under. Yeah. Okay, I mean, the Knicks, I mean, they were fourth place last season. They lost in five to the, the Hawks in the first round. Uh, one of their best seasons in a while. I think their first postseason run since 2013. Uh, I mean, we, we had a lot of young guys there. They're bringing back uh, Derek Rose. Obviously, they have R.J. Barrett. Uh, Julius Randle was uh, a, a very good for them last season. Uh, kind of all-NBA type season for him. Uh, they'll get Mitchell Robinson back, I mean, from injury now this season. And they sign your buddy uh, Kemba Walk Kemba Walker, excuse me. 
but I, I don't know, uh, kind of just worry kind of about Thibodeau, kind of his, his style, if it kind of fits in today's NBA. And then I, I just mm-hmm. think kind of other teams in the East are going to kind of get better. And I, I kind of see five teams at least that are better than them in the Eastern Conference. So, but uh, I'll go on the slight over here. I think 43-44 wins, but I think somewhere in the ballpark of six to the play-in, six to ten in the in the Eastern Eastern Conference is kind of where they're going to be somewhere in in that range. But it, it's going to be tough to kind of be in that top five like they were last season. I don't see them being in in that in that realm uh, this upcoming season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Not much else to say about the Knicks. We'll move on to another very interesting team with what's going on with them in the Atlantic Division. The Philadelphia 76ers. Over, under, 50 and a half wins. Akshay, what do you think? Uh, you know, this... I mean, we'll have to see, dude. At this point, um, I mean, if I were to give a number, uh, if, uh, it's like you, if you put a cut to my head and said, hey, you know what, uh, what is the... Uh, how many wins? With, like, what is the over under this year? You know, um, I'm gonna have to say Philadelphia. I, I do like the, uh, the players that they have, Embiid, and all the other uh, other players. Uh, I know they have uh, um, with um, with what's his face, uh, who was uh, who who got a lockout. Now he's uh, apparently. Um, yeah, so uh, let's talk about that. Ben Simmons, the whole contract issue. He's already kind of lost $8 million. I, I think he's reported. He's uh, gotten tested. He plans to join the team. So what do, you, what do you kind of expect here from kind of a body language, kind of like a chemistry type uh, uh, when we see them playing uh, in the regular season? Because uh, Joel Embiid had voiced some concerns, uh, was not very happy kind of when he was interviewed and stuff. And was kind of saying that the the whole kind of roster was kind of built around him. Uh, they've made a lot of concessions to him in terms of style, and we saw how it ended for him last season in that series against Atlanta, uh, when he was kind of scared to uh, basically shoot the ball in the in the fourth quarters of that series, uh, and then we missed a lot of free throws. And we've seen obviously seen the limitations with the three point shot, and then maybe even in, the jumper kind of last season. Uh, the mid-range stuff kind of uh, went to die as well. So what do we kind of see from this team uh, uh, as far as like a body language chemistry type uh, aspect going into the season? Um, I don't think it's looking good at this point. I mean, it, it will definitely take some time for some mending to be done. If he does come back to the semi circles, uh, I think Ben Simmons sort of uh, turned some heads on, on the semi circles. And and that's not going to be easy to mend, you know. I mean, uh, I do s- still see them um, winning over fifty-one games, uh, but uh, I, I think it would just take some time before they get on a roll. And they might start the season off a little awkward because of this whole situation with uh, with Simmons. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, Simmons sort of valued himself as being uh, uh, greater than he is. So we'll see, dude. But I, I still, I still say they go over fifty-one wins. Okay, so you got the over on the fifty and a half. I'll agree with you. Uh, I think they're going to be about fifty-two wins. Uh, they'll be third place, in my opinion, in the Eastern Conference. But uh, as far as like some Ben Simmons trades, do you see him getting traded during the season, or do you see him playing out 
with with Philly. I, I just think they have to trade him at some point. I mean, I mean they have to trade him, but who's good? I mean, who's going to offer what for him? I mean, if I'm a team like maybe I'm like Sacramento Kings or something, where hey, you know what, my team is somewhat okay, but uh, you know sometimes I don't sell our games. You know, I mean, maybe it's a team like that would be interested, but uh, because a lot of teams know of his faults. I mean, he can't shoot the ball, so it's like, what is your purpose in, in uh, on the team? You can't shoot the ball. You can't shoot three pointers. Yeah, you know, so it's your so your value is already downgraded. Mm-hmm. Unless you can make a miracle, maybe the system is bad for him at Philly. That could be a great. That could be the thing. Maybe he needs to be around players, not like Embiid. You okay, know, so I mean, uh, that's one other thing you have to look at. But what what's think, the best uh, trade you, trade option you see, both for the Sixers and Ben Simmons? Uh well, I think the best thing is to create it. No, but what, what's trade? the best trade you see though to make that happen? Oh, I the only trade I see he goes to like uh, a smaller conference team. <laughs> So no, I mean, I'm sorry, not small conference. He goes to a small city team. Okay, small market, and oh, you said Sacramento. That's what I meant. A small market team that uh, that is need of like some um, selling tickets. You know, what I mean, that's the only way I can I can get it. Maybe Charlotte, per se. You know, I mean, um, I know they uh, they have um, a point guard already there, but if you hey, if you wanna. I mean, I mean that's a team that can pull like uh, I mean Charlotte. You have uh, uh, Michael Jordan who can who, who's the dude who's willing to take risks on players. That be uh, I think that would be one great option for him if they can sort of work out a deal because we don't know why, what's coming back now. I mean the Seventy Sixers they don't know what they're getting back now. I mean especially when. In the locker room with sort of players, and you sort of don't have that same uh, camaraderie that you had before with the players, and, and now you talk um, a trash behind their backs. You know, you think who's going to look you in with uh, open arms now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we'll we'll have to see. But I think, yeah, I think Charlotte would be one one team as potential trade suitor. Yeah, I mean, the trade situation is tough. I mean, uh, they're not getting, uh, kind of from what I heard, the value they want for Simmons. I, I think a good trade for both parties, and I don't know, I don't think this has really been discussed. I'm, it's not really a rumor that's going around. I just personally kind of see it as a good option would be uh, a trade in, uh, involving Brandon Ingram with New Orleans. So New, or- okay. so New Orleans, uh, already uh, there already seems to be kind of like a, somewhat of a kind of a struggle between Ingram and Zion as far as touches go and his star power and stuff like that. Uh, Ingram kind of feels he's he's the better player, and they, they both obviously feel that way. And I think ultimately Ingram is going to walk anyway, so I think they have to also kind of, in addition to that, they have to kind of build a team around Zion to make sure he doesn't leave because he could be kind of that first guy that, uh, after kind of the three-year rookie window uh, and with that first kind of extension kind of turns that down and to kind of uh, mitigate that or kind of prevent that from happening they have to try their best and I think since Ingram is going to leave anyways and you can kind of trade for Simmons and kind of try to build something around that you have Simmons there running the show as the point guard uh, 
anchoring the defense and then you surround him with shooters. I think that's kind of the best way and that for both parties. And then Philly gets back a, a very good, serviceable uh, number two to uh, Joel Embiid and Brandon Ingram. And then he, I think he can fit along, alongside their other guys like Tobias Harris, uh, Seth Curry, and some of the other guys that they have. So I think that's kind of the best situation as far as the trade-wise goes. But as far as kind of uh, Philly goes this season, um, uh, depending on kind of what happens with Simmons, uh, obviously I expect him to get traded at some point during the season. I just think it's it's reached the point where it's kind of it's it's not really mendable in my opinion, and uh, some of these guys, new guys that they signed are going to kind of have to kind of uh, take take the leap, and then whatever they get trading for Simmons, they're going to have to kind of build anew. And then I think Embiid will be relatively healthy. Uh, him, uh, them getting rid of Simmons, which I think they'll do, will kind of uh, open up uh, kind of a... Uh, uh, be like a relief to Embiid as well, and that he can kind of start anew. And uh, I'll agree on the over. I think they're fifty-two wins, uh, third place team in the Eastern Conference, third or fourth, some, somewhere in the, in that realm. And I, I think they're going to have a, a good season. And I think they'll get rid of Simmons, and hopefully, uh, if they do that trade, I mean Ingram. I think that's the best option. I don't know if that's really been floated. I just think that's a good option for both teams but some of the kind of their additions uh with Drummond and they brought back Korkmaz uh they signed uh Georges Niang they brought back Danny Green and I I just think they have good role players uh kind of a uh, second year with Doc Rivers and as soon as they mend get rid of that Simmons situation I think they can kind of move on to their season and kind of uh hopefully uh, for them we'll see but Make a, make a deep playoff run, but we'll see what happens with that. All right, all right. Okay, so we'll move on now to the last team in the Atlantic Division. We've got the Toronto Raptors over under 36.5. What do you think, Akshay? Mm, Toronto Raptors, let's see here. Uh, I can't even recall what they even did in the offseason. <laughs> It'd be interesting, but yeah. How many games did you say that was? Um, I have... 36.5, so the main move was, obviously, they got rid of Kyle, Kyle Lowry, uh, a trade to Miami. They brought back Goran Dragic, Precious Achua. Uh, they drafted Scotty Barnes. Obviously, they still have their, their core guys in Ananobi, uh, Siakam, and Fred Van Vliet. <clears throat> and then, obviously, last season for them with kind of the the restrictions and, and games not being allowed to play in Canada, they had to play out of Tampa. And they basically had to live out of Tampa throughout the whole season. So it was kind of a disaster in that sense. And they didn't really get anything going. And they ended up finishing the season uh, out of the playoff picture. And it, it was a very a tough season for them, 27-45. and 45. And So what do, you, what do you expect from them uh, this season, full 82-game season back in Toronto in the six in front of their home fans? Well... I, I don't, I mean, losing Kyle Lowry, okay, that's, I think that's one of the greatest things I think they're going to, uh, that's going to hurt them. Uh, I just think that the guy was like uh, the leader of the rappers, right? I think he brought the leadership to them. Yeah, I mean, I you, you can make a case that he's one of the, he's the greatest rapper of all time. 
I mean, yeah, if you look at it now, who's going to step up to the plate? You know, as far as like uh, being a leader. Yeah, see, that's what I'm sort of worried about. I mean, Gordon Dragic, uh, yeah, he could be uh, um, a leader, but I don't think he'll be on that same level as Kyle Lowry, who's been there for years. So I, I, I just think that's what's going to. Uh, I think they they have talent to win more games. I just think that they need leadership. Yeah, at this point, because when you lose one of your best players in the off season, I think the next season it doesn't, it doesn't really turn out the best. You know, so I, I, I think they they win about 35 games this season. I think so. So I'm going um, I, I, I went under to what you said. Okay, for sure. Uh, I'm going to agree as well. Uh, I like the, the the under for Toronto. I, I just kind of don't see it. I see them out of the playoff picture again. Uh, I'm going to say 32 wins. Uh, I think it's going to be another tough season for them, uh, kind of getting away from the Kyle Lowry era for Toronto. And then, if you like I said, a good argument that you can say he's the greatest tr- Toronto Raptor of all time, just considering the impact he's had there. Obviously, Kawhi has got them the championship, but he only played one season. So the other, so other players you can kind of put in that mix, obviously DeMar DeRozan, uh, maybe Chris Bosh, Vince Carter for sure. Uh but uh, I, I think if, if you were to put everything together, just impact and kind of uh, accomplishments, playoffs level success and stuff like that, it's got to be Kyle Lowry. Uh, it's probably slightly over Vince Carter and DeMar DeRozan. But yeah, as far as this season, it's going to be a tough season. I'm interesting to see kind of Scotty Barnes. He's very raw. Uh, he can't really, he's supposed to be a very good defender. But uh, as far as the, the shooting goes, uh, there still needs to be improvement there. And then uh, I'm interested to see uh, Pascal Siakam in kind of a full season uh, without kind of like Kawhi and without Kyle Lowry. He's going to got to kind of step up, step up and kind of be that leader. Fed Van, v- Van Vliet, excuse me, as well. Those guys are the two most important kind of from a leadership and kind of best player standpoint they got to take it upon themselves and OG and LB as well so we'll see how they play but I just think it's going to be uh, kind of uh, another kind of rebuilding and tough season for the the Raptors so I'm going to agree with you on the all right under so we'll move on now to the next division Um, we got the uh, Central Division in the Eastern Conference. The first team we got is the Chicago Bulls, who made a lot of uh, moves in the offseason. Over under 43 and a half wins. Akshay, what do you think? You know, I'm going to go over on this. I'm going to go different. I'm going to go over. I say they win about 45 games. The only reason why I'm saying this is because I, I, I do like who they picked up in the offseason. I mean, you have Lonzo Ball, who um, you could be. Uh, uh, I think Bonzo Ball is a very good point guard. You know, whether I don't think his shooting is, I mean, his shooting can be suspect at times, but uh, I do like the pickups of him. I like uh, DeMar DeRozan, you know. Um, uh, so I think uh, I think when you have those, when you have those kind of guys, you like, hey, they also picked up Alex Caruso, who's been, who's been pretty clutch, you know, at, at, at certain times. You know, um, so, uh, so I think the Bulls, I mean, you have, you still have there, you know what I mean? And, and you have like uh, uh, Nikola Vujicic who's still on the, I, I, I believe he, 
he's on the Bulls, so it just adds to the talent they have, and I think uh, this is going to be a good year for them. Um, uh, they're still a very young team, but I can I can see them go over um, the, the what, what they did this year. I see them winning about maybe 41, 42 games. Okay, so the, the over under is forty three and a half. So you have them. Oh, forty three. Well, I'm sorry, I'm something else. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to have them go over. Uh, let's put it at forty three and a half. Well, forty four games. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree for sure on the over. I like this team winning forty six games, something like that. I I just think uh, uh, Demar Derozan has kind of really developed into a a lot better playmaker from his days in San Antonio under Popovich, and then. You mentioned Alex Caruso. I think that's a very good signing, a good uh, bench, uh, rough, scrappy, glue guy. And Lonzo Ball is just a smart player. He doesn't really need the ball to kind of make an impact. And I, I, he's going to create easier touches, I think, for Zach Levine, uh, for DeMar DeRozan, for Nikola Vukovic. And Nikola Vukovic and DeMar DeRozan reuniting from the USC days as well. Uh, so I just think very good uh, starting lineup. And then... Uh, good bench players. Uh, they drafted Dasumnu as well from Illinois. Uh, they got Kobe White. Mm-hmm. He's still a young player for them. Uh, Stanley Johnson. So I think it's going to be enough uh, to get them in the playoffs for sure. Uh, I think 46 wins, probably somewhere around uh, uh, sixth place, I would say, in the Eastern Conference, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, we'll definitely agree on the Bulls over, and we'll move on to team number two in the Central Division, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, over under 27 and a half wins. What do you think? The Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, I, 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 I have to say, um, at this point, I mean, uh, they haven't had, uh, I guess, <laughs> I mean, much luck. I, I you know, Cleveland in the past couple of years, I mean, they did lose Larry Nance Jr., uh, so I mean, twenty uh, wins. I'm gonna say they. It's about even. I would say even twenty six wins. Okay, I mean, so, I don't think that. Okay, I'm so not really the, impressed. The, the, the number is twenty seven and a half. You're going under. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go under about twenty six games. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland. Uh, they drafted Evan Mobley from USC. He's going to be their their new shining toy. Uh, Kevin Love is still there, and obviously this team is built around their guards uh, with. Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, uh, d- d- which they dub, uh, they nickname uh, Sexland. <laughs> so welcome mm-hmm. to Sexland. So and they, they also have uh, Jared Allen as well that they got in the that uh, trade. Uh, he was part of the the James Harden trade last season. Uh, so and they they picked up Ricky Rubio. He'll be kind of a good guy off the bench, uh, veteran like point guard type. Uh, Larry Markinen as well. I mean, we'll see what he does there. He, came, he comes there from Chicago. But the only kind of thing that interested me for this Cleveland team is to watch Evan Mobley, me being biased, uh, me being a Trojan. Uh, so I think but, I mean, gonna, it's going to be a fun season for them. I think it's going to be a learning season for them, for all these players coming in. Yeah. I mean, you have to match, right? It, will, it, it takes time. It doesn't. All these players come in. It takes some time for everybody to to learn each other's game and each other's feeling on the court. So that's why that's why I, I'm going with the, with the twenty six wins. I think it will just take some more time, and I think by the time that happens, they could lose a, a considerable amount of games. Okay, 
I, I think they can win 30 games, so I'm going to go over. I'm going to go the other way, okay. but I, it's just going to be another tough season in Cleveland, and it seems like all their seasons are tough without LeBron, so uh, I think yep, that will continue, exactly. but I'm excited to see Mobley play. I think he has uh, uh, good offensive skills. He has a good jumper. He's very good defensively. Uh, he can block shots very well, so I'm just very excited to see him play. But outside of that, not not much excitement for me with Cleveland. So we'll move on to. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to the third team in the Central Division, An- another boring team, the Detroit Pistons. Over under twenty five and a half. Akshay, what do you think? Oh wow! <laughs> All these teams do in these uh, other conferences. It's kind of hard to like determine, but uh, I mean. I- I'm trying to think of who they even picked up in the offseason. Yeah, their main pick up their, their main guy is uh, they drafted Cade Cunningham, obviously number one from Oklahoma State, and then yeah. um, outside of that, I mean, they didn't really make much waves. I mean, as far as like impact guys, I mean, you having they they have Rodney Magruder. They they signed Olenek. Uh I mean, outside of uh, drafting Cade Cunningham, they're I mean, outside of him, I mean, their best player is uh, Jeremy Grant, probably. So. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So if that's the case, I, I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't. I mean, I I don't see much of an an upgrade for them. I mean, uh, as far as this is concerned, uh, maybe like a game or two. So I'm gonna have just I'm gonna have them going about twenty-seven wins. Okay, so you got them slightly over. Slightly over. Okay. I'm going to say under. I just don't see it here. Uh, I mean, Jeremy Grant, I mean, we've obviously right. seen that he can put up stats as the best guy. Uh, we'll see how he plays with Cade Cunningham. Uh, we'll see how kind of uh, Cade Cunningham kind of develops. He's supposed to be kind of like a, they say, a James Harden, Luka Doncic type guy. I mean, big, a big guard, uh, strong, uh, skilled. We'll see how he plays, though. But outside of those two guys, not much excitement for me with uh, Detroit. So... I'll say under 23-24 wins and definitely not anywhere near the playoffs. So we'll move on to uh, team number four in the Central Division, the Indiana Pacers. Over under 42.5 wins. Akshay, what do you think? Pacers, uh, let's see here. My gut is saying going under 42.5 wins. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out who they they also picked up this offseason. If they did anything at all, actually, I'm trying to think, trying to think. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they got Tory Craig now. Uh, they drafted Chris Duarte. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll see what Karis Levert does there in a, in a full season. Uh, they still have yeah. uh, Demontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. So, outside of that, uh, not much else. I mean, as far as uh, big uh, big pickups. I mean, I guess that's right. They did lose uh, Doug McCormick. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. He's gone. So I mean, as far as that dude, I don't see much of it. an upside comparison for them. So uh, I'm just gonna go with uh, with being a uh, uh, one game down. That's pretty much it. Okay, so you got them slight under. Yeah, slight under. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I, I say under as well. I think about 40 wins. Uh, I think. They might sniff the play-in tournament, something like that, possibly. Uh, that might get them in kind of the 10th or 9th, something like that. But I don't I don't see anything better than that. I, but 
we'll see kind of how they develop with kind of hopefully a full healthy season. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon, excuse me, is still there. And then they still kind of have that Sabonis, uh, Turner kind of mismatch repetitiveness. I mean, uh, it seems like they ha still haven't kind of chose which way they want to go with that. But they do have Rick Carlisle back in Indiana as their, their head coach and their new head coach. So that'll be kind of... Uh, probably a little exciting to see kind of what he does there he it's definitely an improvement on the coaching end so but I, I don't I just don't see it just because I, I think other teams have kind of uh, improved in the, in the east and I just see them kind of uh, similar to kind of where they were at kind of last season at ninth place something like that so so I'll go under agree with you and we'll move on to the last team in the Central Division, the defending NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, over under 54 and a half wins. What do you think, Akshay? 54 and a half wins, you know, I mean, they're defending champs. Uh, I mean, you definitely have to go. I think they go over. Uh, I think they go over to the, the Bucks. I mean, they did make some some changes. I think they they got semi originally from the Boston Celtics, who I think is a very underrated player yeah, as far got, as defense is they, concerned. They got Grayson um, Grayson Allen as well from uh, yeah Grayson yeah 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 Grayson Allen. They got George Hill yeah um uh, Ronnie Hood. So I, I I definitely have to give. Uh, I mean, you can never knock out the. Uh, the, the NBA champions until they lose. So I, I, I definitely see them going over. I can see them at about, with these additions, um, I mean, they did lose a, a P.J. Tucker, who could be a little, uh, at times, P.J. Tucker is, is a very kind of like a stretch player that, they, that can play multiple positions. But yeah, other than that, I, I, I we, see them We saw like, how effective he was uh, guarding Durant. Obviously, he wasn't able to slow down Durant. Uh, but he, he can't slow down Durant, but he definitely I mean, he, he definitely it. impacted that shot in the in Game Seven in the conference semifinals. The way <laughs> where Durant That's landed, you can do back thoughts, but he, you can't stop him. There's no way to stop Durant. Yeah. I mean, you can limit him by getting hand in his face and making him take odd shots, different like that. But uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, but I think um, I went over. I say about a sixty-win season for them. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree as well on the over. I think they're going to be the one seed in the Eastern Conference. I say 58 wins, something like that. And okay. I just think, uh, although they did have kind of like, they did get through the East with kind of like, get through get to play like injury real teams in the, in the playoffs. Uh, they did win the championship. Congratulations to them. Giannis is a bona fide stud. And I think... Yeah. And I, I've always kind of compared Giannis a little bit to LeBron. I mean, I'm not saying they're similar players, but just kind of in the way their kind of career has gone. They've been both started off with a small markets, uh, Midwest-type team, uh, not kind of much help around them. And then Giannis, uh, if you if you go back to LeBron, the first time he won a, a title, 2012, people kind of questioned it a little bit with the lockout season. Uh, people are questioning hair with, hair with Giannis. Uh, kind of with all the injuries that went on in the East last season. and But if you saw LeBron came back the next season and kind of had probably had his best seed the season of his career and she probably should have been a unanimous MVP. And there was just like a weight that 
they called it the monkey off the back. The weight just lift, lifted off LeBron's shoulder. So I think we'll see something similar to that with Giannis here. Uh, a lot of people were kind of uh, criticizing him with the back-to-back -back MVP stuff when uh, when he won in uh, 2019 and 2020. And and they they did not go far in those playoffs. They did not win the championship, uh, get to the finals. And people just said he was kind of like... Uh, regular season type player he can't deliver in the playoffs uh and he delivered in, in a big way uh, one of the best f five five best finals performances definitely in the last 25 years that i've seen probably the only one that i've seen that's better than that one is uh than his is probably 2016 lebron when lebron literally led all, both teams in all categories points rebounds assists steals and blocks so uh but, yeah, just going back, I mean, they're going to get Dante DiVincenzo back from injury. He, he missed a, a good chunk of the playoffs. Uh, we mentioned Grayson Allen. They have Connaughton. Uh, they have good role guys, obviously, with uh, behind Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. So they bring their core back, and then they have uh, kind of s some other guys that they sign, and then they got the coach there with Bud and – just there's going to be a weight lifted off just for everyone, and I think that's going to ruminate. They're building the continuity and chemistry, and they're going to have uh, good consistency this season, and I, that's why I'm going to go over and agree with you on Milwaukee. All right. I mean, I, I think they can – honestly, I think they'll have a good, like, a, a good season this year. Yeah, for sure. But they're going to have a great season, be, in my opinion. They're going to be, be the, number be one in the East. Yeah, and, exactly. There's kind of a, a, a budding – a rivalry that's kind of brewing here between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. We'll see kind of how that how that kind of uh, comes about throughout the season. But there there could be a possibility for like a five year type thing between these two teams. So that that should be exciting to see. No, agreed, agreed. All right, uh, we'll wrap it up with uh, the Central Division. We'll move on to the last division, the Southeast Division, in the Eastern Conference. Okay. First team we got is the Atlanta Hawks. Over under forty seven and a half. Akshay, what do you think? Um, I like what they did in the off season. You know, they picked up uh, Koji Dung, um, uh, Delon Wright, uh, but I, I, I think he, it just gives uh, Trey Young's uh, team to have a little more uh, um, it, it pieces that he can add. Uh, so I think they're a legitimate Eastern contender. Uh, with this, uh, with the moves they made, but uh, I don't know. I just like the, the Hawks are just the Hawks. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't really say, but I think it's. Uh, what, what was the over under you had mentioned? Forty seven and a half. I'm gonna go under actually. I I, I don't know why. I just have a feeling I'm gonna go under. I don't see much of an improvement as far. I mean, they did pick up some players, but I think the I think they're still a young team and, and they need more experience. So I'm going to say about 45 games. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we saw them. Uh, they kind of capitalized on uh, the, the situation going on in Philly. And give them props. I mean, they got to the conference finals uh, last season. Uh, Trey got a little injured in that conference finals. They ultimately fell in six games to the champion uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But uh, they they also had, uh, what, DeAndre Hunter. He missed uh, kind of some time in the playoffs. Uh He'll be back fully healthy. Uh, they got other guys like Cam Reddish, Okongwu, John Collins. They just extended him. Clint Capellas, Bogdan Bogdanovich. So they got a good young core uh, built, obviously, around 
uh, Trey Young and then uh, Nate McMillan there as their their coach. Uh, he took over for uh, I forget the guy's name. I f- uh, whoa. Uh, I can't recall that name either. Yeah, I can't recall his name right now. It's just, uh, oh, Lloyd Pierce. They, he took over for Lloyd Pierce uh, in the middle of the season. That's right, that's right Lloyd Pierce. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and he he really kind of just uh, infused uh, kind of more energy in them, and they really took off from there once once kind of he took over as the interim coach, and now he's named the permanent. Uh, they got Lou Williams as well, uh, Solomon Hill. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go slight under. I'll agree with you. I say 47 wins, uh, probably somewhere fifth, sixth place, something like that. But uh, I, I think just there's definitely like that. The East has gotten better overall. I, th- I just think like Boston, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly are, are, are better teams than them. Uh, so that's kind of like four right there. And then possibly, uh, probably another team is probably better, Miami as well. So. Fifth, sixth place, something like that. So, but it, it's exciting to see kind of Trey Young grow, and obviously the the question for him is going to be kind of how he develops his defense because uh, last year teams weren't really able to to hunt him. I mean, they no, exactly. he's very kind of vulnerable, that, but teams didn't really kind of take advantage. We'll see kind of how that goes this season in the playoffs, but that's kind of. A, the matchup that teams hunt kind of uh, he's kind of the weak link for them defensively so we'll see how that goes for them moving forward but we'll agree on the under and we'll, we'll move on to Charlotte the second team in the Southeast Division over under mm-hmm. over under 38 and a half wins what do you think I'm gonna go uh, 30 and a half I'm gonna go about 39 wins I'm gonna go one over uh, I think what they did is that I, I I do like one pickup they picked. Uh, they were able to get is Ed Kelly Gilbert Jr. Uh, I mean, they, they also picked up Mitch Smith. But I, I, I think uh, I think they're still a young team. I think they're. I mean, uh, you always have um, uh, what is that guy's name? He's been at Celtics. Gordon Hayward on that team. Uh, you have uh, the other Celtics player, the other point guard used to be there. You have him on the team. Uh, he's always a wild card. I think he's a, I think he he's a good player. Uh, so I, I just think with all this, I think they I think they'll do okay, but uh, I don't see them going past forty games uh, this season. So I'm I'm, I'm going to go about about thirty eight games. Okay, so you you got them going over or under? It's thirty. Uh, going over. Okay, so you so thirty nine. The over is thirty eight and yeah. a half. Uh, it was uh, it, was, it was thirty seven and a half, right? No, thirty eight and a half. Okay, so I'm going to have to go over about 39 games. Okay, I'm going to say over as well. I think 41 wins uh, in the playing range as well. I, I like their young core with uh, LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, and P.J. Washington. Uh, LaMelo Ball, that's right, that's right. I think Gordon Hayward is a good veteran for them. Uh, Rogier is a good veteran for them. Uh, Plumlee, Oubre Jr. now, but that their kind of all, success is built on that that three uh, the young players uh, the young trio that I mentioned and Lamelo Ball Miles Bridges and uh, PJ Washington uh, I think that's going to be kind of uh, ultimately how decide how far they go and then hopefully we can get a full season out of Lamelo Ball he had that hand injury last season limited some of his uh, time and and, the, and cut his season short so hopefully 
we can kind of see how he plays in a full season. Uh, uh, he's he's got good height, a uh, good vision, good passing. Uh, seems like good uh, good athleticism, and he probably needs to improve that jumper a little bit for sure. But I, I think he'll he'll be able to do that as he progresses, and uh, it should be exciting. But uh, playing team possibly, uh, most likely playing team tenth or ninth, but. Probably not uh, serious playoff contenders, but I'll agree on the over. So I'll say 41 wins. And All right. We'll move on to the next team, Miami. the Miami Heat. Over, under, 48 and a half wins. What do you think, Akshay? I'm going to go over. <laughs> I think it's easy pick for me to go over. They picked up Kyle Rowley. Um, they picked up some other, other players as well. They, they got P.J. Tucker as well, right? Yeah, P.J. Tucker. That's right. That's how they picked up. I just saw the game tonight. It's, it's watching some of the Hobbits, uh, the Celtics uh, heat preseason game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they picked up him. Uh, that I, I, I think, especially with Cal Raleigh, you got to have what's uh, 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 I want to forget this guy's name. Um, who's been hey, Jimmy Butler? You know, who's yeah. on the Heat? You know, I, I think all these players. I, I think the Heat made some good offseason moves. You know, I mean, uh, I can't think of everybody who they. Who they picked up, uh, but oh yeah, uh, that's another guy, Marquise Morris. They picked him up for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I, I mean, I think those are great additions. Um, so that's why I have them uh, much higher. Uh, so, I, so I'm thinking about maybe 43 win season for them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got a, a starting lineup now with the addition of Lowry, uh, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler. Uh, Bam Adebayo, and then probably P.J. Tucker. That's a pretty good starting lineup to me, and I think you have Lowry and Butler are just two very kind of just guys who play bigger than their height. Uh, they have both have a lot of heart. They're both tough-nosed, rugged-type guys, rugged-type players, scrappy players, and they're both guys that fill up the stat sheet. Uh, they play good defensively. Bam Adebayo is a great defender. He's an emerging young star. Hero had a very uh, shaky sophomore season for himself last year. I think he'll improve coming off the bench. They still have Udonis Haslam as the veteran player, coach type, uh, journeyman type guy. Uh, Victor Oladipo. I mean, we'll see what he does. They uh, sign him as well. Yeah, but, but but Oladipo is not completely healthy, right? Yeah, so that that's the question mark. I mean, he's still kind of injured, so we'll see how, how yeah, what happens yeah. with him. But obviously. Uh, we know how uh, great their culture is, how, how hard they condition, how hard they practice with the Heat culture moniker. Eric Spolster still there, Pat Riley front office, uh, A-class organization all, all the way around. And uh, I'm going to agree on the over. I, I say they're a 50-win team and probably fourth place in the, in the Eastern Conference. And they'll, it should be exciting to see them uh, in a uh, second round series again, possibly against Milwaukee. So, exactly. No, correct, correct. That could very well happen. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll agree on that one as well. Uh, we're agreeing on a All lot right. recently. So, <laughs> so for once, for once. Yeah. So we'll move on to fourth team in the Southeast Division. We'll go up, go north up I ninety five to the Orlando Magic. Who got an over under of twenty two and a half wins? Akshay, what do you think? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> twenty two and a half wins—it's like it, it seems right to me. I don't. 
I'm just trying to recall who they picked up here uh, in the offseason. Uh, Orlando Magic, who did they? I know, uh, obviously, they lost the guy to uh, the Celtics who had a board, but he's gone now, too. But who is that? Who did they pick up? Uh, yeah, I mean they they got uh, they got Franz. They got they got Mo, Wagner and uh, the the Wagner brothers, Mo and Franz Wagner. They they drafted Jalen Suggs. Uh, they got Jonathan. They got Jonathan Isaac, who's another anti-vaxxer type guy. Uh, they still have so this team is built around obviously Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. Just seeing how they play. But aside from that, you got a lot of repetitiveness. You got Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, Jonathan Isaac, Robin Lopez. You got a lot of kind of like forward guys as well, Terrence Ross. I mean, uh, you you, you do have RJ Hampton and Gary Harris, who they got in the trade for Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go under. Uh, What was the, uh, the number you mentioned? 22 and a half. Okay, the, the 22 and a half, uh, you know, I, I don't think they'll be that bad. Uh, so actually, you know, if you think, although I'm going to go over. I'm going to say about 24 wins. Okay, you're going to go over. Uh, I'm going to go under here. Uh, I just don't see it, and not much excitement for me, aside from uh, Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. So okay. just a lot of repetitiveness. Their team pretty much looks the same year in, year out, and not much excitement for me. So I'm going to say under. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Hey, we didn't uh, we didn't agree on everything there. Yeah, we didn't agree on that one. So we'll be we'll take us to the last team in the Eastern Conference and in the uh, Southeast Division. Uh, we got the Washington Wizards over under thirty four point five wins. What do you think, Akshay? Washington Wizards. You know, I, my heart is telling me to go over. I, any day you have. Uh, um. Uh, that team, what's that guy's name? Uh, yeah, they got another anti-vaxxer guy, Bradley Beal. So. Oh, Bradley Beal. Yeah, that sounds good. Bradley's an anti-vaxxer. Any, anyhow, you have him on the team, I don't think they'll be that bad. I mean, I mean, I mean that the team is not great, but uh, he's, he's a good player. Uh, as far as that, I'm just trying to think. Uh, um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't see much. Yeah. Thing, but they, they did pick up some few players. They so. traded Westbrook. They got... KCP, Kuzma, Montrez Harrell for that. Yeah, Kuzma is got Montrez Harrell. That's true. I mean, uh, 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 hmm, it's going to be tough. They still uh, have Rui Hachimura. Uh, yeah. They have Aaron Holiday now. So With all those pickups, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to see them going a little bit over. I say they win about maybe 28 games this season. The over, under, the over is 34 and a half, Akshay. Oh crap! Only Asian numbers wrong. Apologize, dude. I'm losing a number. Okay, if that's the case, thirty-four and a half. They have all those teams. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go under. I say uh, thirty-three win. Okay, so yeah, I see this team kind of uh, similar to where they were last season. Uh, kind of in that playing range. Uh, They'll kind of be in there again. I'll say 37 wins for Washington. I'll, I'll take the over. Uh, obviously, Bradley Beal, the, the D.C. doesn't have kind of the restrictions that Brooklyn and Bay Area and the L.A. does with the vaccine. So I think he'll be able to play even though he's not vaccinated. Uh, as long as he, I guess, he gets the testing and stuff like that. And 
But uh, excited to see kind of still their young players as well with Hachimura, Avdija. Uh, we'll see how Kuzma fits in there. Montrez Harrell was obviously frustrated in his situation with the Lakers. Uh, kind of in the, throughout that season and in the playoffs. So we'll see uh, what he does there. And a new coach for them as well, Wes Ensel Jr., coming over from the Nuggets as their assistant. He, we'll see how, how he kind of uh, – what he – uh, schemes and stuff that he infuses in that uh, uh, young young team, but ultimately Bradley Beal is going to ball out again, like we've seen the last two seasons. But it's going to be probably similar to Charlotte. I mean, very exciting season, but not no, no serious playoff aspirations. So, we'll uh, correct. I mean, yeah. because they they did lose uh, Russell Westbrook, so that yeah, uh, that, that's, uh, that's not really that. that imp- Important of a loss, but I mean, just considering how Westbrook is now, but they, I, I think no, that's correct, that's correct. probably for the better. They got some young guys. They'll we'll see how they develop them, but uh, we'll, we'll uh, disagree on that one to end it out. Uh, that'll wrap it up for the All Eastern right. Conference over under. So let's get some predictions from you, Akshay. Kind of some of these awards, okay. uh, preseason predictions for MVP. What do you think? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, man, I, I'm not really too good at these awards situations, but let me see. Preseason MVP um, uh, for Eastern Conference. Are you talking about the whole? whole no, the whole, MVP uh, is whole there's no conferences. It's just the whole league. What do you think? Whole league. Okay. Preseason MVP. Uh, preseason MVP. Yeah, who do you I think is going to win MVP? Basically. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. I, I, I got to think of. Uh, somebody who's I haven't been watching preseason just uh, a couple of Celtics games here and there but uh, preseason MVP no no I not mean, preseason MVP I'm saying who's your pick f- before the season starts oh. to win MVP oh okay to, to win MVP yeah okay uh, just to win MVP um, MVP I think it's gonna be uh, I'm gonna see I'm gonna go with uh Hmm. I'm gonna have to go with uh Oh yeah 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 man. <laughs> the guy from uh, the same guy from uh, uh from the box. You're gonna go Giannis? Giannis, I'm gonna be honest. I have to be honest. Okay. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna agree. I, I, I like Giannis as well. Like I said, he it's it's he's gonna have the monkey off his back and I think he's gonna come out and have a, an excellent season. I mean he had a, a good season last year as well, but it was just kind of the storyline narrative with kind of the playoff successes, uh, the playoff failures from the pre- previous seasons that were kind of hindering him. And I think he's going to come back with kind of a rebound type season and win his third MVP. So I'll agree with you there on Giannis. So okay. what do you think about a rookie of the year? Who do you think is going to win rookie of the year? I mean, there are so many uh, good rookies coming out this year. It's really hard to say, to be honest with you. Uh, there's so many names I can I can put forward, but uh, at this point I need let's see I'm thinking I'm thinking of a, uh, a good rookie. So I mean, obviously the top two guys would be Cade Cunningham and uh, Evan Mobley, the top two picks. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of anybody else who would um, uh, Jalen uh, Green, the Rockets, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs. Yeah, too many players for me, bro. To be honest. I can't really think of one, but if I were to just name one, I'm just going to name one as uh, 
I'll say Jalen Suggs. Okay. You got Jalen Suggs for the Magic. I'm going to say Evan Mobley. This is a biased pick. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> my, my USC Trojan, fellow USC Trojan, Evan Mobley. So I'll, I'll go Evan Mobley on Rookie of the Year. Uh, All right. Last one we'll do before we sign off for the night. Uh, Coach of the Year. Who do you think is going to win Coach of the Year? Coach of the Year, I think it's going to be uh, – hmm. I'm going to take a, uh, a wild guess on this. I know, I'm not being biased, uh, but I'm going to take Coach of the Celtics, Udoka. Okay. I think this is. Uh, I think he's coming in. He's bringing a, a new mentality to the Celtics uh, as a coach, and he's going to have uh, pretty much. He's gonna, uh, I think Stevens is, the, is, gonna, is going to let him run loose on, on the calls whatever he wants. So that's why I think Padoka uh, is a good choice for me. Okay, um, you got Udoka with your Celtics. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm going to say here. I'm going to go with uh, Jason Kidd, the new coach of the Dallas Mavericks. I think he's going to win Coach of the Year. I think I think Dallas is going to have uh, a very good season uh, coming up in 2021-22. And I'm going to say Jason Kidd of the Dallas Mavericks, my preseason pick to win Coach of the Year. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, think, he, uh, I think he has a good chance. All right, so... Uh, I, I, some of the other awards, uh, most improved player, uh, six man, defensive player of the year. I think it's kind of too early. Uh, you got to kind of watch some basketball to kind of get more of a feel on that. So we'll kind of uh, delay those, postpone those. But with with that, we'll that'll wrap it up for the Eastern Conference uh, over unders. Anything else to add, Akshay, before we sign off? Ah, uh, nothing much, dude. I mean, uh, as far as that, I don't. Uh, nothing much to be uh, to be said at this point. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, still a long way to go for the NBA season, so uh, they got to see what happens. I mean, it's not a long way, but it's still another weekend, maybe like a, another week, two and a half, two weeks before this NBA starts. No, no, we, we're starting in less than four days, October nineteenth. Oh, okay, this one, this one, I'm so off on the other things, dude. I don't, I don't really follow it much, I, like I did before, but uh, okay, it, it's coming up soon. Yeah, I thought you'd be looking forward to watching uh, Boston next week in the regular season, Akshay. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. I am looking forward to them, but it's that's that's pretty much it about basketball. Okay, alrighty. Well, um, that'll wrap it up then for the Eastern Conference overs over unders. Thank you so much, Akshay, for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. That was the Eastern Conference over unders. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow to do the Western Conference over-unders. Hope you guys enjoy the NBA season coming up on Tuesday.